The purpose of a buy-sell agreement is to facilitate a change in ownership upon the occurrence of certain events. Whether these events are voluntary or involuntary, the main objectives of a buy-sell agreement are to make sure remaining owners retain control and departing owners or their families are reasonably compensated for relinquishing their financial interest in the company. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I'm a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. Why you need a buy-sell agreement if your business has multiple owners. Again, the purpose of a buy-sell agreement is to facilitate a change in ownership upon the occurrence of certain events. These events can be either voluntary, such as retirement, or involuntary, such as death, disability, or the inability of a partner, shareholder, owner to meet his or her financial obligations. Buy-sell agreements set a market value for a company. These agreements are generally used by privately held businesses, which do not have a readily available market. In other words, selling shares in your face in your business is not going to be quite as easy as selling shares of Microsoft or Facebook. It is not always practical to try to sell a privately held business and virtually impossible to sell a portion of a privately held business. How many people do you think will want to buy into a business where they become partners or shareholders with people they don't even know? And if they're going to come in at less than a 50% partner, now they may not even have a say in the company. So it's virtually impossible to get people to do that. The buy-sell agreement either sets the price of the business or lays out the mechanism to determine such a value. Typically, these agreements will use one or more of a variety of methods to determine value. Value can be based on book value of the company, some type of multiples of either revenue or earnings, or by the use of a valuation expert. Now, details are needed even when you use a valuation expert. When I say details, I mean details in the actual buy-sell agreement. Both the departing, and I use the term departing for the partner that's leaving, even whether these partners are deceased or whether they're just leaving voluntarily. So both the departing and remaining owners may hire their own valuation experts, or they may mutually agree on a third party. It's important to remember that valuation is not an exact science and different experts may come up with different values. There must be a determination of how these potentially differing values will be utilized. Will they be averaged? Uh, If they're too far apart, will a third party come in? That all has to be spelled out in the agreement. Because being able to determine the correct value of a company is a major focus of a buy-sell agreement. Now, these agreements also allow the current owners to maintain control. In many situations, the remaining owner or owners 
would love to buy out a departed owner, but may not have the wherewithal to do so. Additionally, there are very good reasons why a remaining owner who wants to purchase the interests of a departed owner. Let's take an example where two siblings are partners and each is married. If one of the siblings passes away and his or her interest passes to the spouse, now the remaining sibling has become a partner with his former sibling's uh, spouse. So they may or may not get along as well as the two siblings did, but what if this person gets remarried and now the new spouse is chirping in the ear of your new partner? It just causes every time you add somebody into a business, it changes the dynamic and increases the chances of conflict. That's just the way life works. So these are reasons why somebody would want to maintain control. You, you may not want to be partners with your sibling's spouse, and certainly you don't want to have the potential to be partners with that spouse if they're remarried. And, and again, somebody is chirping in their ear um, about this, that, or the other thing, and they may or may not even know what they're talking about. So, once the terms of the buy-sell agreement are determined, very often the owners will purchase life insurance policies on each other. These policies help to provide funds if one owner passes away. The policy will pay the remaining owner or owners who can then use these funds to purchase the interest of deceased owner from his or her family. So let's look at an example. If there are two partners, let's say Nancy and Jim, that each own 50% of a company valued at a million dollars, then how would life insurance be used to finance a buy-sell agreement? Each partner would have a $500,000 policy on the life of the other partner. Let's move forward here and assume that Jim dies. Nancy will collect $500,000 from the insurance policy on Jim, which she will then use to purchase Jim's interest from his beneficiaries. Now, in the case of an owner who has left the company but not passed away, payment methods aside from using life insurance proceeds are necessary. The agreement should spell out terms if the buyout is to be financed. Terms would be very similar to those determined in any financing situation. You want to know the amount of the down payment, the amount of years for the payout, the method to determine an applicable interest rate, and consequences of not abiding by the payment terms. It is also important to review your buy-sell agreements on a regular basis. Owners want to make sure from time to time that the terms of the agreement still make sense. If you'd entered into a buy-sell agreement when your business first opened but haven't looked at the agreement in 25 years, things may have changed. Remember my earlier example? You don't want to be in a situation where each partner has taken out a $500,000 life insurance policy on the other, but now the business is worth $5 million and not $1 million. So in that case, I, you would have obviously big problems because there's no way to finance the rest of the buyout. I encourage at least a quick review every few years to make sure everyone is happy with the way things will transpire if the agreement is invoked. So while not the sexiest of all business agreements, a well-crafted buy-sell agreement that is drafted with some effort and foresight will allow remaining owners to maintain their ownership and allow departed members or their families to be reasonably compensated when relinquishing their ownership. I believe that when drafting a buy-sell agreement that the assistance of professionals, attorneys, 
and possibly accountants and valuations experts is essential. You definitely, definitely, definitely want these things drawn correctly. Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Also, please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting-related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income, just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.